بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد اللهم لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العلم الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما وعملا يا كريم In the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most beneficent the most merciful all praises belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who made the sacred house a meeting place and a secure sanctuary for mankind and all praises belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who made the standing place of Ibrahim alayhi salam whilst he built the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a place of prayer. We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we seek his assistance and we seek his guidance and we seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the evils of our souls and the adverse consequences of our deeds. Whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees guidance upon, then none can misguide that person. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees misguidance upon, then none can guide him. And peace and salutations be upon the final messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. I bear witness that he sallallahu alayhi wasallam is the slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his final messenger. My dear brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I welcome you all to our second program together in our Fanar Qatar series. And this talk is titled Lessons from the Life of Ibrahim alayhi salam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our time together sincere worship and a means of beautifying our paradise. Ameen. Ameen. We've always reminded each other during previous sittings how our coming together should not be for anything else or anyone else besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for sitting such as these are indeed the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And anything which is considered worship must have ikhlas and sincerity. For this is the greatest pillar from the pillars of worship. My dear brothers and sisters, yesterday we discussed the lessons for the resident during the best days of the year, the first 10 days of the hijjah and we shared together certain realities related to these days and advices advices that if followed can be a means of us resurrecting these days and constructing these days in an active and proactive manner in a way that breeds magnanimous benefit in our lives and we shared many types of worship that we should engage in. And one of the things we forgot to say, which is something 
well known is the recitation of the Qur'an. The recitation of the Qur'an. Reciting the Qur'an should definitely be a major feature. A major feature during these days as it should be a feature in our lives during every day of our lives. A Muslim should never go to bed except that they have a portion from the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they complete daily. If they do not complete that portion, they should not go to sleep. Right? A Muslim should ensure that they have this daily relationship with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as was the practice of the Salaf al-Salih, of the pious predecessors before us. Right? And when I say a portion, I mean a portion that we consider a rock in our daily timetable. A rock means that which is that which can never be changed. Whether we're traveling, irrespective of circumstance. Irrespective of circumstance. It's something that exists in our day. Just as we have the five daily salawat. The five daily salawat. And we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted a great reward for the recitation of his book. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam teaches us that a person who reads the Qur'an then they benefit from their recitation by earning a hasana for every letter recited. For every letter recited. And a hasana is equal to 10. A hasana is equal to 10. So if you say alif la meem, then this equals 30 rewards. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Such an easy way to gain magnanimous rewards from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this again is testimony to the amazing reward system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And how indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is kareem. That we practice a little and He rewards us with a lot. And we touched on this point yesterday, walillahilhamd. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspire diligence amongst us during the course of our lives. Ameen. And during the special 10 days that are about to visit us, very soon. I mean, I don't think there's, there's long to go. It's probably tomorrow or the day after. I'm not too sure of the exact sightings here in Qatar and when you will look for the moon for the month of the Hijjah. But I'm sure it's in the next three or four days this great visitor will visit us. And that is the first ten days of the Hijjah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding. Amen. O servants of Allah, and O children of Adam, today we aim at discussing certain points from the life of a giant that walked this earth before us. That walked this earth before us. And he was a giant in every form and meaning of the word. He was a giant in terms of his tawheed. And a giant in terms of his da'wah, and a giant in terms of his action, and a giant in terms of his character, and a giant in terms of his achievements, and a giant in terms of his submission, and a giant in terms of his wisdom, and a man who earned an amazing title, the title of Khalilullah. An amazing title that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never granted to any other prophet besides Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
So a title in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never gave anyone besides Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And it is well known, my dear brothers and sisters, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates what He wants, when He wants. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He grants a special precedence to whom and what He wills. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator, the nourisher, the sustainer, the king of kings, the lord of the worlds. Everything in creation is answerable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not answerable to anybody. Rabbul izzati wal jalal, al-wahid al-qahhar, al-ahad, al-fard al-samad, al-ladhi lam yalid wa lam yulad, wa lam yakul lahu kufuwan ahad. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And with this understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as we just said, He creates what He wills, when He wants, and provides a certain precedence to what He wishes. Just like this, He created the months of the year. He created the months of the year. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted a special precedence to one month in the year. The month of Ramadan. A month that is considered the head of all the months of the year. For Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Sayyidu shuhur shahar Ramadan. That the head of all the months of the year is the month of Ramadan. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created all the days of the year. And He granted and gave a special precedence to the first 10 days of the Hijjah. And he created the first 10 days of the Hijjah. And he gave a special precedence to the day of Arafah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the nights of the year. And he gave a special precedence to the last 10 nights during the month of Ramadan. And he created the last 10 nights during the month of Ramadan and gave a special precedence to the night of power. Laylatul Qadr, khayrun min alf shahr. A month which is better, better than 1,000 months. And just like this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the weeks of the year and created the days of the week. And He gave a special precedence to the day of Jumu'ah. The day that we just witnessed today. The best day upon which the sun rises. And during the Jumu'ah khutbah, we shared an amazing hadith that magnifies the importance of this day, the day of Jumu'ah. And how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala indeed has given it a special precedence. For as we discussed, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in a hadith which is sahih, أَفْضَلُ يَوْمٍ طَلَعَتْ عَلَيْهِ الشَّمْسِ يَوْمَ الْجُمُعَةِ That the best day upon which the sun rises is the day of Jumu'ah. فِيهِ خُلِقَ آدَمْ On this day Allah created Adam alayhi salam. وَفِيهِ أُدْخِلَ الْجَنَّةِ And on this day Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala entered him into paradise. وَفِيهِ أُخْرِجَ مِنْهَا And on this day Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removed him from paradise. وَلَا تَقُومُ السَّاعَةِ إِلَّا فِي يَوْمِ الْجُمُعَةِ and the coming of the final hour will not happen except on the day of Jumu'ah. On the day of Jumu'ah. 
So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the days of the week and He gave a special precedence to the day of Jumu'ah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, just as He has created time, He has created place. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created place and gave a special precedence to some lands over other lands, to some countries over other countries, to some places over other places. Thus, He gave a special precedence to Makkah, Makkah al-Mukarramah. And He gave a special precedence to Medina, al-Medina al-Munawwarah. And He gave a special precedence to Sham, to Sham, the blessed lands as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes Sham in His book, Allahu Akbar. And just as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created time and gave a special precedence to certain aspects over others and created places and gave a special precedence to those places over others, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the angels. And He gave the angels a special precedence within the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He gave a special precedence to some angels over others. To some angels over others. Thus, He gave a special honor and rank to Jibreel alayhi salam and Mikael alayhi salam and Israfil alayhi salam. And out of these three angels, He chose as the head and gave a special precedence to Jibreel alayhi salam. And just as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the angels, He created mankind. He created mankind that began with Adam alayhi salam, Abu al-Bashar, the father of mankind. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala within mankind gave a special precedence and rank and honor to some of mankind over others. Thus he chose his prophets alayhi salatu was salam and he gave them rank and honor over the rest of mankind. And just as he chose his prophets from them, he chose specific prophets and gave them a special precedence and rank and honor over the other prophets. And these prophets are known as ulul azmi min al-rusul. The prophets of absolute resolution. Nuh alayhi salam and Ibrahim alayhi salam and Musa alayhi salam and Isa alayhi salam, and Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Thus Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave these prophets a special precedence and a special rank over all the other prophets. And as Allah gave a special rank and special precedence to these ulul azmi min al-rusul, these prophets of absolute resolution, from them Allah gave a special precedence and rank to a group of them over others. Thus he chose Ibrahim alayhi salam. And he chose Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and gave them a special station. The station of Khalil. And he named them and gave them the title of Khalilullah. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and Ibrahim alayhi salam. And from them too, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave a special rank 
and a special precedence and a special honor to one. And he is our beloved Prophet. The one who we desire to meet in the hereafter. The one whom we've loved for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. La ilaha illallah huwa Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Walillahi alhamd. Wallahu yakhluqu ma yasha'u wa yakhtar. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in his book, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates what he wants and he chooses from them who he wants. مَا كَانَ لَهُمُ الْخِيَرَةِ No one has any inclusion in this process when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives honor and rank. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah Almighty, Rabbul Izzati wal Jalal, gather us with those that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given a special rank and honor and precedence to in Jannah. Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is upon all able. Ameen. Ameen. So, Ibrahim alayhi salam, we had to have this introduction to understand the rank of Ibrahim alayhi salam and what will make us understand who he was alayhi salam. Ibrahim alayhi salam, who Allah has given placement in the seventh heaven. In the seventh heaven, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he was taken to the heavens during the night of Isra and Mi'raj. Isra refers to the travel by night. The travel from Mecca to Bayt al-Maqdis. And then the Mi'raj, which is the ascension. Right? Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought his beloved to the heavens. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam traversed through the heavens traversed through the heavens. And we know that he met different prophets, different anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam in different heavens. So he met Yusuf alayhi salam in the third heaven. And he said that Yusuf alayhi salam had half of all beauty. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. So Allah created beauty. And he gave us beauty. And he gave a special precedence and rank with regards to this beauty, to who he wished. And that was Yusuf alayhi salam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, as he continued his journey, and he reached the seventh heaven, he saw in that heaven, Ibrahim alayhi salam. And by Allah, by Allah, Allah has given this man a special rank and a special honor. And inshallah, we will appreciate this today, bi'idhnillahi ta'ala. Ibrahim alayhi salam, my dear brothers and sisters, was born in what we call in the Arabic language, Babel, or in English, Babylon. A place that exists in Iraq. And he was born during the reign of a tyrant, oppressor, and disbeliever, Namrud. He was born during the reign of Namrud. And a time when ignorance was strife. And yesterday we discussed the ignorance at the time of Jahiliyyah. Right? At the time before Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was sent as a prophet. And this is the similarity between Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Ibrahim alayhi salam. They were born at a time when ignorance was at unprecedented levels. 
and the ruler of this place was one who was filled with misguidance to such an extent that he termed himself the Lord. He termed himself the Lord. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the third juz, he mentions to us a debate which Ibrahim alayhi salam conducted with this evil tyrant. He debated him to make him understand that he is no Lord, but it is the creator of the heavens and the earth who is the Lord. And in the third juz, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, أَلَمْ تَرَ إِلَى الَّذِي حَجَّ إِبْرَاهِيمَ فِي رَبِّهِ أَنْ آتَاهُ اللَّهُ الْمُلْكِ إِذْ قَالَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ رَبِّيَ الَّذِي يُحْيِي وَيُمِيتِ قَالَ أَنَا أُحْيِي وَأُمِيتِ قَالَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ يَأْتِي بِالشَّمْسِ مِنَ الْمَشْرِقِ فَأْتِ بِهَا مِنَ الْمَغْرِبِ فَبُهِتَ الَّذِي كَفَرُ وَاللَّهُ لَا يَهْدِي الْقَوْمَ الظَّالِمِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Have you not looked at him? who disputed with Ibrahim alayhi salam, or in the English language, Abraham, about his Lord Allah, because Allah had given him the kingdom. Allah had given Namrud the kingdom. So he was deceived by this gift. And this should make us more fearful, O servants of Allah. That when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us and gives us and gives us, we should be thankful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and never ever take it for granted. Whenever Allah blesses us with a gift, let that gift be a reason for us to contemplate and benchmark ourselves with the ideals. And let us see whether we are close to those ideals or upon those ideals. Let it not be a case where we engage in sin and misguidance and Allah gives us and gives us. Thus we feel safe from the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For understand, O servant of Allah, and O child of Adam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Do they feel safe from the punishment of Allah? Do they feel safe from the punishment of Allah? Allah says, That no one feels safe from the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except the losers, except the losers. Thus, always take stock of yourself and your day and your week because Allah has blessed us with gifts, the gifts of eyesight and hearing and life and financial standing and material well-being. According to our level, as based upon the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us all this. But don't take it for granted. Thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these gifts do not become a means of increased punishment. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about certain tyrants and disbelievers. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about them, سَنَسْتَدْرِجُهُمْ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ 
They will be given and given. Only so that the punishment can be even more severe. Allahu al-musta'an. Allahu al-musta'an. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from this. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave Namrud a kingdom. And he disbelieved. And in retrospect we have the lesson of Sulaiman alayhi salam. And what kingdom did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give Sulaiman? Allahu Akbar. Where the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was placed under the control of Sulaiman alayhi salam. Subhana Rabbi al-A'la. It was placed under his control. And he says that this is from the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon me. To test me. Will I be from those who are thankful? Or will I be from those who disbelieve? La ilaha illallah. Look at the understanding of this Prophet. To test me. Will I be from the thankful? And praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or will I be from amongst those who are ungrateful? And being ungrateful is a type of kufr. Is a type of kufr. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, in shakartum, If you are thankful, لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ Allah will increase for you. And we should aim increase. It shouldn't be a case whereby Allah rewards us for all our good in this dunya. And when we get to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we find nothing. Because Allah is just. He will reward us for our good. But a believer wants reward in this world. And a greater reward in the hereafter. Because we don't live for the temporary. Rather, we live for the perpetual. And remember, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in his book, إِلَى مَا عَمِلُوا مِنْ عَمَلٍ فَجَعَلْنَاهُ هَبَاءً مَنْثُورًا Allah says that we advanced them in terms of their rewards. We gave them an advance. We rewarded them in the temporary. So when they reached the perpetual, they found nothing with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala besides scattered dust. They found nothing. They were hoping they would see mountains of rewards, but rather they found scattered dust. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewarded them for their good whilst they lived the life of this world. And we don't want that. We don't want that. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ If you are thankful, لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ Allah will increase for you. And in retrospect, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَإِن كَفَرْتُمْ Kufr. إِنَّ عَذَابِ لَشَدِيدٌ If you are ungrateful, this is a type of kufr. The punishment of Allah is severe. And remember, kufr or kafara refers to covering something. Something which is covered. Right? So you hide your belief with disbelief. And you hide your gratitude with being ungrateful. This is a type of kufr. In Qatar, I'm sure when you purchase a tire, a car tire, what, what do they call it? Right? We're laughing, right? This is, this is Arabic language, right? They call it a kafara because it's something that covers the rim of the vehicle. Right? So something which covers. And that's why even the farmers were known linguistically as kuffar. Right? Not meaning that they have disbelieved, but kuffar in that they hide the seed under soil. So it's hidden. The seed that's meant to grow is hidden with, with soil, 
with soil. So this is what kafara means, or kufr. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, in kafartum inna That if you are ungrateful and cover your gratitude with ungratefulness, then the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is severe. So Allah says, because Allah had given him the kingdom, meaning Namrud. He disbelieved because Allah gave him the kingdom. He thought he was Allah. He thought he was Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when Ibrahim said to him, my Lord, meaning Allah, is he who gives life and causes death. Gives life and causes death. So Namrud responded in this debate and said, I also give life and cause death. Right? In his own understanding, if he freed someone from prison, this was life given to them. And if he slayed somebody, he considered himself as having given them death. As having given them death. And look at the intellect of Ibrahim alayhi salam. Look at the suratul badiha, as they call it. Right? His, his ability to think on his feet, as we say in the English language. Ibrahim alayhi salam saw how shallow this person was in his understanding. So Ibrahim alayhi salam said, Verily, my Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, brings the sun from the east. So you bring it from the west. If you are who you say you are, my Allah brings it from the east. So bring it from the west. And he defeated his opposition. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, so the disbeliever, meaning Namrud, was utterly defeated. And Allah guides not the people who are the oppressors, the wrongdoers. 